0: Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Um, I have with me uh, a guest that we had here last week, uh, my co- one of my colleagues, Pastor Dave Wright. And uh, we've been breaking down the Christian life. That's what we do in this podcast and we try to do it in fun and accessible ways. If you definitely heard the podcast last week, you know what a powerful podcast that was. If you didn't get an opportunity to hear it, I I highly recommend going back and listening to it. Um, it has made me super excited uh, about being able to continue on this conversation with Pastor Dave. I'm Craig Cooper. I'm the host of this podcast and lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church and. I want to give a shout out to a person who you don't hear, but is is so important to this podcast, and that's our producer Elijah Merrill. Uh, there would be no Crosswinds Unleashed podcast without him, and so thank you for all the work you do, Elijah. All that's good is is due to him, and anything else, I'll, I'll take responsibility for that. But thank you so much for taking some time to. To listen in, um, your time is valuable, and it, it does mean a lot that you would take some time to to be a part of this podcast as a listener. Last week we got a a, a feel for sort of um, Dave's call to the Lord, uh, his calling to to worship uh, ministry. Again, he's a worship arts pastor here at Crosswinds, um, but we're gonna dig a little more into what he does. So so we heard how he came to Christ, sort of his spiritual journey. His call into um, being a worship leader, then a worship pastor. And, and so we're going to dig into now this 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 ministry he has here as the worship pastor at Crosswinds. If you heard last week, you found out we have tons of ties. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he talked about a... Uh, uh, a youth speaker when he was at a camp, and lo and behold, it's, it's a friend that I've had for almost 30 years now. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of weird connections we have, but but he's been here for about four and a half years yep. as a worship pastor and has become a, a powerful part of our team, and a friend of mine, someone who I just love and respect as a brother in Christ. And so we're going to jump into probably the easiest question you'll ever be asked to answer. Hmm. Okay, so here it goes. How would you define worship?
1: <laughs> uh well, worship is everything we do, and uh specifically, I would say it's intentional the intentional time that we take to focus on God through whatever it may be that we're doing uh you know specifically through uh the word and through music and uh as as you are fond to say that everything we do is worship, and so um my budget should be bigger right is 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 what I think I've heard you say. So, oh, yeah. I, I, actually,
0: what I've said is I can take from your budget oh, because if that's everything's worship, then if I, if I need more money, I just go to your budget. <laughs> I learned as a student pastor with the worship pastor when I first came out of college. If my budget was depleted, I'd just go, it's worship. Everything's worship, so let me take that's, some out yeah, of yours. There we go.
1: Well, I need a bigger one then. <laughs>
0: there you go, so everyone else can take out of yours.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly the scripture talks about that, right? And a lot of times in church, when we use the word worship, everyone immediately goes to music. But, but worship is really, if we look at especially um, in Romans, Romans 12, when it talks about, you know, uh, in view of all that God has done for us, mm-hmm. you know, what is our spiritual act of worship? It's giving Him ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we think about that, oh, and, we, and we bring it into worship itself as, as an expression through music, how do you specifically describe or define worship as it pertains to a worship service?
1: Yeah, uh, I'd say it's you know the congregation joining together. Uh, typically, you know what we do is uh, through the word and music, um, but there's just there's something different about when you know as scripture says when two or three are gathered, you know that I will be with them, and and there's something different when the congregation comes together with that purpose of of fellowship and and worshiping God and. It's amazing how what we call in the in the church world uh, the manifest spirit of God, but because God is is with us, and if you're a Christian, then he you know he literally lives within you. You are his temple. But there's something about when when we gather together and praise his name and, and focus on him in adoration, and reverence, and showing love. And um, there's just like this different feeling sometimes in the room. Um, you know, it's the spirit is just. In and flowing through the people, and there's just something amazing, and you can I can feel it as a leader up there, um, you know, when God is is it's weird to say, but sort of moving among the congregation, and and you know, it's not always there, and sometimes it's it's a different feeling, and sometimes we gotta we work well, work isn't the right word, but um, just. It's definitely a different feeling when when you you know you see him just moving in people. Yeah,
0: you know, we don't work in our own strength, right? But but, but there is that focus, that desire mm-hmm. for that. Um, you know, one of the one of the things I love about Crosswinds, and I don't say this because I'm lead pastor. I say this because I'm a part of the church family. Um, is it's multi generational,
1: mm-hmm. and, and
0: although it's multi generational, we we have made a um, a decision. That we're going to focus on the upcoming generations and, and the way that we uh, do music and the way that we preach and 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 yeah. you know and uh, I, I have often said I'm sure there's going to be a day when I get to a point to where I come up on stage and I, I don't even recognize what we're doing as far as some of the stuff and that doesn't matter because at that point it, it's about it's about um, it's about the upcoming generation. In fact, uh, you know the mentoring of that. My son went off to college and. He uh, had went to a church that had, had great music, um, but the the message wasn't really um, what he was looking for as mm-hmm. far as being biblical. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. crazy. I don't know why he would use something other than the Bible to preach. But he said the scriptures weren't even <laughs> yeah. mentioned. And uh, his friend said, "But the music was good." And he said, well, "I can listen to anything I want in a car, uh, but right. I I can I you know when I when I go to church I, I expect this to be the the worship and the and the word that the word of God central to to what's happening even in the music that uh, it all comes together and so. I say all that to say, you know, we, we've made this this intentional decision that we're going to make sure that the services are, are always sort of targeting the upcoming generation, and, and and I think what helps that is your heart as a, as a worship leader, as a worship pastor, uh, more importantly, because you're active in the student ministry worship team, like you're mentoring uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. and, and you're even mentoring those who are mentoring our children, um, but on a given weekend. The variety of age that's on "quote unquote" the stage, the platform, whatever you want to call it, uh, can be quite interesting. Uh, talk <laughs> about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I've just always been a believer that it, you know, if you have the the talent and the um, the the willingness, also, you know, and that um, we have a spot for you, and uh, I don't care if you're nine or ninety. Um, if you got something to bring to the table to worship God, then let's let's do that and. Um, you know, I, there's no reason you can't be up there, and so uh, we have we have some older older folks that play, and and they've been playing since before I was born, and uh, you know what a great talent pool to work from there. And then you have uh, younger people who maybe have been just playing for a couple of years, but they love Jesus, and you just see it come out of them, and and you just see the future of the church and future worship leaders in these in these teenagers that are, that are playing on stage with us. And so what a better thing than to have somebody who's been playing for 30 years, uh, you know, hanging out with somebody who's been playing for three years and giving tips and tricks and, and learning the same songs together. And it's pretty awesome.
0: You know, you talk about the, the, the future worship leaders, but, you know, I'm thinking of a service not, not too long ago um, where our worship leader was, what, 16.
1: Yeah, sixteen, and,
0: and so you were you were in the background playing lead guitar, absolutely. Which, by the way, I said this last week. But if you haven't heard him play lead, you need to. Um, <laughs> he was in the back playing lead guitar. So our our worship pastor was not. He didn't lead out any song. No, yeah, it, I didn't it, have a mic. No, you didn't have a mic. You but you were but you were singing with, with <laughs> on the strings, and uh, but a sixteen year old was really the the person leading us uh, that morning, uh, pastoring us through this worship experience. And you had, I mean, I'm not going to pick on ages, but you had some of those who have been playing for 30 plus years, maybe Mm -hmm. longer (laughs) up there. And then you did have some people up there who maybe had been singing only for a couple of years or so forth. And what I loved is, number one, it was good. Hmm. And so it wasn't like we missed out on anything as far as people sitting back and going, well, you wouldn't have left and said, they were good for students. (laughs) They were just good. And that's mentorship and gifting and all that type of stuff. Uh, but also I'd love seeing the, the the church. I had more people come out and say, I really appreciated that. Hmm. That no one, no one saw it, you know, we talk about sometimes teen teen takeover in church, right, right, terminology. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like no, it wasn't a teen takeover. It was someone who's gifted and called, leading the church. And it just happened to be that she was 16. Right. And it could be someone who's 60. That's right. Up there. And I just love your heart in that. Talk to me a little bit. You've already unpacked that a little bit. You said, you know, if they're gifted and called, let's do that. But but that's not always acceptable
1: mm-hmm.
0: in some churches, right? Like, you you have to earn your stripes many years to, to get it. <laughs> so talk to me about your heart for that. Like, where did that come from? Besides God. I know God gave <laughs> you that heart, but, you know, just journey-wise. Yeah,
1: well, there's a, there's a realization that, uh, you know... Uh, there's probably some day where I sort of, you know, I might, i obviously won't be the leader up there always. And that's a, that's okay. You know, uh, music is something that's sort of the generations pass on to each other. And, and when we're trying to lead out and lead people in an age group, like say twenties to thirties, I mean, you don't necessarily need, uh, you know, a 60 year old leading that, but not that they can't either, but, um, there's just something about, you know, we want to be training people up, uh, especially the younger ones and, and that they can be way ahead of you know, maybe where I was when I was their age. And I already know most of our teens are way ahead of me cause I didn't start playing guitar until I was 18. And so, uh, I just, again, if, if you have the talent and you have the, the love for Jesus, then, then why not, you know, then let's use those talents and let's, let's worship God. And so, uh. I got no problem being that I wouldn't even be up there some Sundays. You know, that's, to me, that's a win for my ministry is uh, we got people who are, who can do, who can lead us in worship and I don't have to be up there. I can go sit in the congregation and worship along, right along with everybody else. Uh, Or I can play guitar in the background or, or, you know, whatever's needed. And, you know, that's, that's ministry and that's music in the church. I think that's how it should be.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's that's missing in some places, you know, where, where the person who has your role is a worship leader, but not necessarily a worship pastor. What I mean by that is, you know, Paul's pretty clear of it, that God's given us, you know, evangelists, pastors, so forth, to equip the church mm-hmm. to do the work of ministry. And so what I hear you say is, you know, you enjoy leading, it's part of what God's gifted mm-hmm. you to do, but that... Your equipping of others to do it gives you as much, or maybe even more, joy sometimes to be able to see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I have been called to be a pastor, and you know that's the calling on my life from God. And a lot of people don't know, but I'm ordained. Uh, you know, the same as as you same are, as me, absolutely. And uh, I've been ordained since. Your actual title is Reverend. <laughs> yeah, I am a Reverend. Um, I just am not, you know, up there speaking typically, and so uh, it's just kind of how my call has evolved but uh I, pastoring pastoring your 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 people I think is so important and I think we miss out on a lot of that uh we have a lot of we have a lot of worship leaders who I, yeah they're not pastors and honestly they're 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 looking for the next for the the gig and and uh I think we have a somewhat of a crisis of that sometimes especially in America of people that want to be famous and Um, I've seen it happen many a time, including uh, at my last church in Texas, the guy who replaced me, he didn't even last a year before he wrote a song that got some attention and he left the church and was off to Nashville to go be famous. And I don't know how that's going for him. You know, I haven't kept up, but um, we have a a generation of worship leaders who are ready to move on at the, the, you know, because there isn't any pastoring there. They just... Uh, they get paid to play music and that's what they want to do. And so if they can go be famous in Nashville, then that's what they're going to do. And they will leave your church high and dry. And um, I, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to be that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're not,
0: and you know, and that's, why what I love about you. I mean, you are, you are a pastor, you're a worship pastor, worship arts pastor, and I appreciate that. So, th- you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask, and that, that's, Certainly part of it is, you know, what challenges do you see in, in worship ministries? Again, we're talking music, you know, worship ministries. What challenges do you see in worship ministries that they're they're facing in the church today? You mentioned sort of the leader crisis there, uh-huh. the pastor crisis, I'll say, the difference between a worship leader to a worship pastor. But what other challenges do you see?
1: Um, well, I'd say... There's always the worship wars with styles and stuff, and, and that's a constant a constant battle, if you will, in, in volume levels and stuff. But uh, the evolution of music is is just what it is. It's going to change. It's going to ebb and flow. And I've been um, pleased to hear recently, I've been reading that uh, guitar has made its way back into worship and, and into just music in general for the younger generation. And that's something that it seemed like it was on its way out. Um, uh, you know, especially for millennials in this new generation, uh, the Gen Z is, uh, they're picking up the guitars. So yay for me. Um, That's where my heart definitely is. But challenges facing the church, man, it's just a lot of inauthentic worship, a lot of inauthentic worship leaders, uh, just people who want to play a part and not they don't get up there and worship. And so I just that's always my encouragement to everybody is man, we just go out there and we just praise God with everything inside of us and what comes out, you know, you want that genuine authentic worship to come out.
0: Yeah, I think you know I shared that you and I have uh two of the most polarizing uh positions <laughs> within the church, meaning that people see us and they have their opinion on what we should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um and and like yourself, you know, you're not just leading or doing a gig you're pastoring as you're as you're up there and and for me i'm not i'm not giving a speech uh, i'm preaching the <laughs> word of God and, yeah. and so there there's a difference right and and uh you know i say there's 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 shock jock preachers right and that's you know whatever uh, I'm not one of them and, and 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 there's shock jock i would say worship believers You know, and and you're not one of them either. And so I think that's maybe why God's put us together because (laughs) I don't know if we could tolerate if if one of us was different than that, you know. But one of the things that I do know uh, when I say the most polarizing, I think your position is the most polarizing because everyone has an opinion on music. I mean, with me, it's real simple. That was a good message. Man, that thing stunk. Right, I mean, that's just, that, that, there's those two spectrums with that, and we have a very gracious church, very yes. supportive church, but um, but when it comes to music, I mean, there's criticisms, there's opinions, um, there's you know, uh, certainly um, volume levels you talked about, you know, where <laughs> you know we meet in a, a gymnasium, really. Most yes. people don't realize that, which makes sounds that much more challenging. Um, our style of music is 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 as such that people would perceive it as louder but I would argue that if you're in a church with a pipe organ it probably is louder decibel wise than ours but you don't perceive it that way mm-hmm. um just talking about that side of ministry cuz everyone faces criticism um, one of my favorite quotes I just came across and I, I've been using it like crazy is if you don't want to be criticized don't say or do anything <laughs> right that's how you get away from criticism but but i'm sure over the years uh, of being a worship pastor you've received lots of criticism volume worship songs you know all across the board how do you handle that
1: yeah uh, a lot of that i think i definitely i rely on my calling You know, you step back and you rely on that, that, you know, God has put you in this place and God has entrusted this ministry to you and, and you're, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing what I feel God leading me to do. And it's in, it, it makes things easier to have people like you who I know have my back and you, you've constantly told me that, you know, that, that you trust in me and you have my back and you'll, you'll go to bat for me, so to speak. And, and so um, another thing I learned from you is, you know, when you get those emails, those criticizing things, is to is to take in, you know, just ask God, what can I learn from this, and then and you move on, and yeah. you respond if you need to respond. And you don't just
0: throw it out, right? Because you want to say, God, is there something here I need to learn, yes. and you want to learn it, but you can't let it crush you either, and it could, yes. it yeah. could. You know, people could give you a hundred data boys, right, and then one comes in, and the that's one the one all, that hits. It yeah, hurts it's all year, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it's you know, and and I, I love what you say there. You got to remember your call and remember um, what what's going on there. But I, I don't know if people sometimes realize the power of their words, mm-hmm. you know. And and your your words have the ability to to improve. And and so it's not that all criticism is bad, but there's healthy criticism. Then there's unhealthy criticism. There's acknowledgements, you know, uh, of just you know, this is my opinion. Um, that that's healthy versus this is my fact. Mm-hmm. When it comes to music, I don't know how much fact there is. You know, it, it, there's <laughs> there's preference and those type of things. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, um, I want to make sure that we're being culturally relevant. And again, you know, that's mm-hmm. a term that a lot of people misunderstand, but it's so important for the church uh, that we understand that we don't change the timeless truths of God's word. Right. But we do want to communicate the timeless truths of God's word in a way that that connects with an ever changing culture. Mm-hmm. And, and that means that sometimes we give up our opinions and our preferences for that upcoming generation to flourish. And you know, I have people say, well, what about us? And it's like, well, man, if, if we understand our call to make disciples, all of us have a role to help raise up the next generation. And, mm-hmm. and if that's happening, that should be our fulfillment. That's what I love about the fact when you say, I could be sitting... Worshipping with with the church family and have the team that you've been pouring into up on the stage, and, and still feel you've done you're, you're doing what God's called you to do. Yeah, yeah. And and I think I think when we when we lose the audience of one mentality, uh, our worship wars go a little nuts and mm, crazy. Yeah. And it's like what are, what are we, what are we talking about here? You know. Um, I heard of a church. I don't know if it's true. You'll probably correct me if because you probably heard that they went a whole year without singing anything. And a chorus came out of that. Uh, do, you, do you know what
1: I... Yeah, that was um, The Heart of Worship, yeah. that song. And I don't remember, yeah, how long the church went, but yeah. music was such a divisive thing in the church that they actually stopped doing any music for a good while. Used other
0: parts to, to worship and service, yeah. right, without music. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and The Heart of Worship, that song had was birthed out of that from... Uh, I forget the name of the...
0: Of yeah. The there, but the but yeah.
1: gist is, it's all about God, right? It's all about you, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, and and
0: I think, you know that that's that's what we're what we're about, you know, is is it, teaching people that that worship is about Him mm-hmm. and get beyond some things. And so, if there, I even would say, if there's some things challenging within a quote unquote worship service, that's not bad, because mm-hmm. it's God giving you an opportunity to get beyond that to get to Him. We don't that's want to right. distract people. We don't want to purposely do that, but mm-hmm. but 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 that's that's life, right? I mean, that that's sort of life, and so you know, uh, be kind. <laughs> I would say to our worship <laughs> arts pastor. Be yeah, kind. well,
1: and just know I don't love every song I do either. You know that we lead. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like uh, the songs I bring, I bring on purpose uh, because I see them be important to our congregation and, and what we need to hear.
0: And but you have students not all speaking my favorite. into
1: it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely I have students We have whole generations
0: into speaking into it, and, mm-hmm. and those who you're not even asking speaking into it, uh, you're, Definitely you praying over and saying,
1: <laughs> you know, what do, I, what do I
0: do with that? Talk to me a little bit about, you know, one of our, our mission, actually, is to know God and make Him known, which means growing in that relationship with Jesus Christ and helping other people uh, know who He is. Talk to me about the, the music ministry here at the church, the, the worship through music how How that's used to to know God and make him known
1: well, I think worship is key uh it's a key way that we know god, and so uh music in particular is uh as i've said before is just it's been it's so moving for me, and I can't imagine life without music and it and so um you know I think it's important that we use that as a tool to to grow ourselves in, in our love for God and our, in our true worship of him. And so, um, as we gather together and we worship together, you know, we get filled up and, and as you know, we're fond to say around here, we, we gather so we can scatter. And so we fill up in the spirit and we, we truly worship him is, is my hope and prayer. And then we go out and we scatter and we, we show people Jesus in our lives. And, um, and then we come back in, and we sort of fill up again, and we head out again. And so um, I think it's really important. And that's the corporate worship part of things, right? I mean, we should have our time alone
0: with God every day and one-on-one relationships, small groups. But but when we gather together, there's something special about the whole there family is. getting together and, and expressing our focus. And there's something about the witness of that. When people hmm. check out not just Crosswinds, but check out Christ by coming to Crosswinds, um, they're seeing, they're looking, they're, they're wondering, do the people who are here believe what they say they believe? And
1: mm-hmm.
0: not, that, not that when we sing together, but that's the only way in which we prove it, but you can sort of tell when people are going through the motions and when they're not. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's a powerful thing when the family of God is truly worshiping that audience of one God. Absolutely. Together. And I would just say, you know, you talk about Christmas and all that stuff. You, know, you and your team work tirelessly to make sure that every weekend as you're talking sound and choices and all that stuff, I mean, it's evolving as you're learning. It's evolving Mm -hmm. as we, as as we learn things about the room and all that stuff. And so I really appreciate all the hard work you, you give to that. And and I would say that anytime there's ever been uh, a mishap, uh, you or Elijah or any or someone else on your team are are first to come up to me and hear something that I may not have heard. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean you guys are are really, and not in a bad way, but are some of your worst critics in the sense of you're always just striving to give your best for God. Mm-hmm. Not to perform for God, like the like the best performance, but to just say, Man, give 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 God the best you can give him. And so that shows week after oh, week. Thanks. And I just yeah. appreciate you and your team doing that.
1: Yeah. We don't, you know, it's not about being perfect or anything, yeah. but but we want to do what we can To get out of the way, you know, to provide those opportunities for Christ to move in people's lives. And, and, you know, uh, if uh, a mic fails or something, I mean, that it can quickly derail somebody's, you know, the spirit moving in their lives, sadly. And so um, I love to decrease those. (laughs) You do. And you do a
0: fabulous job at that. A fabulous job. And as, as you know, I already said I'm a groupie. And so like if I hear you guys do a song before I hear anyone else do it, it ruins it for me because I <laughs> I, I, I think they should do it the way you do it So, in the team. And so I, I just appreciate so much your ministry there. As, as we sort of wrap up our time together, I, I just got to ask this question. I ask this in, in one form or another almost with every guest. But share with me one of your favorite worship service stories. I know you have tons, <laughs> but but try to narrow it down to one of your favorite okay. worship stories. Well, can
1: I give you a funny one? Yeah, uh, you can do a couple. You
0: can, I, I this won't. is a growth
1: story for yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so years ago, there was a song called Not To Us from Chris Tomlin. You may remember that one. Um, it was really big, and I played that one a lot. And so there's there's uh, some verses in there. One of the verses says, let the people clap their hands and sing. And another verse says, let our worship burn for all the world to see. And uh, on a Sunday morning, I mixed those two up, and I said, let the people burn for all the world to see. Uh, right into the mic during the middle of worship, and uh, that yeah, that was an embarrassing moment. Now, see, as For a preacher,
0: sure. I can make that work <laughs> because Charles Wesley said, "Lord, set me on
1: fire, but the world That's would true, so, right? so so so. It still can work, <laughs> but it didn't." <laughs> I didn't feel like it, it worked that way. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, moment, that's funny. So it gets a lot of laughs. When so you're up front, that,
0: whether you're preaching or, or,
1: or preaching through song, right? Me mm-hmm. and there are some bloopers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> do you have another one for us? Uh, well, I think just, just overall, one of my favorite things about the ministry that I get to do is, is the individual... The individual family, the the family that we build as as a worship team together, and the parts that you guys don't get to see, but where we're we're um, we're sweating together, we're we're bleeding together, you know, we're bringing these things together that the the songs and making them work and and uh, the sweat equity, if you will, and then we're in the green room. And we're hanging out, and those are just such gifted times that that people don't get to see. But we pray together before every service together in the green room. We pray for everybody that's coming in there that you know God would would bring life change for them. And uh, it's just so cool the the relationships that I get to build with people in the green room. And and we do pay attention to the sermon. Um, we have two chances, so typically we'll listen for a service and then another service. We'll just kind of hang out and and talk life together. And those those are some of the most cherished moments that I have, and so I don't even want to pick one out of that. Those yeah. are just, No, that's great. It's that's one a, of my favorite parts about ministry. Yeah,
0: that's great, and, a, and that shows your heart as a pastor, and, and and you know what, that shows your heart as a brother in Christ, not a pastor. That's just family, right? Yeah, yeah, we're family. It's one of the one of the titles or descriptions, probably better use the word description uh, that God uses for His church. We're, we're family, and uh, I, I would say if. If you're in it for the gig, okay, uh-huh. it, it, you probably aren't going to fit in really well here at Crosswinds <laughs> on the worship team. Um, you're probably not even going to enjoy it uh, because as much as you guys work so hard to put your best foot forward, and you do, I know, um, you do do life together.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That that you know you're you're not you're not just performing a song. You're ministering out of your relationship with God and one another. It's 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 like when I when I see you guys on stage, I do know you guys pray together. I do know you do life together. I know you care about each other. Um, I've seen you in, in in the team itself minister to one another hmm. through difficult times, and therefore, when you're singing a song that talks about like challenging life and, and yet trusting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not just that you guys have practiced so hard so that song sounds good on the weekend, although it does. You're living it together, and, yeah. and to me, that's that's what God calls oh. us to. I never want to preach a message that I haven't lived. Right. Right. You know, and 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 when you when you're when you're a team, and I say your team, it's God's team, but you know, you're the uh-huh. pastor your team is, is is leading, whether you're the one leading, so to speak, or not. I see a team up there who's done life together and is bringing us their life through the song as worship. And, and as we go to the book of Psalms, again, our book of of music and scripture, right, a whole book of just songs, um, that's what we see, raw life expressed and mm-hmm. pointing to Jesus. And so thank you so much for for doing that every weekend, uh, you know, I, I think if you heard this podcast, especially if you heard the last two, you know why I love this guy and love what he brings to our church family. And uh, um, if you want to get to know him better, uh, I would just encourage you uh, either come on out to our Canandaigua campus, uh, see what 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 his team and is doing online. Um, you know, uh, he is a, a gifted worship leader, um, but I love him to death because he's a worship pastor. And so uh, thank you for that, Dave. And if you want to know anything about Crosswinds, I, I encourage you to go to crosswinds.church. Uh, you can learn about all things Crosswinds. You can learn about a little more about our podcast. You can communicate with us. Um, we, we love it when we hear from you, our listeners. And for now, I just want you to know, just, just be blessed and bless others. Music.